Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I am Luke, I'm your host, and today is Friday, which means it's time for another episode where I take a little thought, story, idea, subject, something small that I can break into a 5 to 15 minute episode for you to digest at the end of your week. I understand that sometimes listening to me go on for two and a half hours uh, about a film director possibly being a Freemason... Uh, can take up a lot of time, and sometimes you just don't have time for that, so I like to do these small episodes as well. Like I always say at the beginning of the show, if you're liking the show, please spread the word, please follow me on TikTok and Instagram, and please give me that five-star rating. If you ever want to get a hold of me, go on to StolenReality.com, go underneath the contacts page, reach out to me through there, or just get a hold of me directly at Luke at StolenReality.com. If you have an idea for an episode you want me to dive into so you don't have to do the research and I can condense it for you, maybe you got something you want me to talk about, or maybe you know somebody who would be good for the show, or you would like to be on the show yourself. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your feedback on the show and your thoughts on the different subject matter that I go over. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So I remember hearing years ago that they found water at the bottom of the ocean. And now I know you're thinking right now, this guy's fucking crazy. Of course, there's water at the bottom of the ocean, but that's not what I mean. I remember hearing something about them finding denser water at the bottom of the ocean and then when they tried to go down there they couldn't enter it and they actually bounced back off of it well I tried to look this up a couple years ago after I had heard that and I couldn't find anything about it until just recently a post popped up on my Facebook reels and it's titled killed for finding the truth so y'all know me by now I see something like that, I gotta watch the video and find out what they're talking about. But it just so happens, they're talking about exactly what I've been looking for this whole time. So I'm gonna play that clip for you real quick. Now this clip comes from a Science Channel documentary series, and um, they put music on the background of it, and it's a little bit loud when it comes out of my speakers on my phone, so I really hope this translates well, but uh, we'll, we'll see how well you guys can hear it. Hopefully you can. Okay, so I'm sorry that that's kind of hard to hear, but 
essentially what's happening is this man, Mike Degree, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, is telling the story of when he went down to um, film the show Blue Planet 2. If you guys don't know what Blue Planet was, it was a really cool documentary. Um, I can't remember if it was a documentary series or a movie. I think it was a movie um, about the ocean. But he is <laughs> he's really fun to watch because he's like the most animated man in the world. And he's waving his hands all over the place and he's super excited. But he's talking about them going down and seeing this dark pool surrounded by these um, mussels, by these shells at the bottom of the ocean. And there's it shows video of it in this clip and there's little eels swimming around on it and stuff. But what he's saying is that it's so dense and it's so saline dense that they tried to go down into it and their sub their submarine their submersible actually bounced back off of it and they weren't able to enter it so this is what i remember hearing back in like 2011 when he had talked about this and i haven't been able to find so after seeing this and seeing this uh title of he was killed for knowing too much essentially i started doing a little digging and first of all, let's talk about what he found, and then we'll talk about who he was and what they were talking about with him being killed for knowing the truth. So what this guy, Mike Degree, and his team found are what's now known as brine pools, or sometimes they're called underwater lakes or deep water lakes or brine lakes. And essentially what they are is places underwater where all the salt, all the saline um, kind of settles down into one deep hole and then creates this extra extra salty dense area of water underneath the ocean so picture spongebob squarepants and when they're going surfing on the lakes and stuff at the bottom of the ocean even though they live underwater that's a real thing that actually happens so we all like know that salt water makes us float more if you go to like the dead sea or salt lake city utah or something the water is kind of it's denser, you know, it's harder for you to push down into and, and sink into. So just take that to the extreme and put it at the bottom of the ocean. So I did a little looking into these brine pools and they are pretty interesting. So these brine pools can be formed in a couple different ways, one of which is brine rejection. So when seawater freezes, you know, the water freezes, but the salt actually gets rejected from that freezing. Salt water doesn't freeze, so it pushes the salt down to the bottom of the ocean there and it kind of all falls together. Another way is what they call salt tectonics. So a long time ago during like the Jurassic period there, you know, the earth was a lot different and there was places with shallow seas that then dried up. And well, when it dried up, all the salt that was in it got kind of, um, you know, got left behind and condensed into these pockets of salt all over the ground. And then over time, the world changes again, an ocean comes back over that area and you have these pockets of salt that are still sitting at the bottom of, of the ocean, supposedly. And then the last way is geothermal heating. So we know how tectonics work and that there's pockets of thermal heat that come up from the ground, especially under the ocean. Well, not especially under the ocean, but also under the ocean. Well, in those places, it goes down and essentially boils the water. Well, when you boil salt water, what happens? The salt gets <laughs> boiled out of it. So it boils the salt water and it falls to the bottom and you create these, these pockets of these brine pools. So there's a couple ways they can be made, but they're all the same thing in the end. So these places are, there's a lot to them. Um, there's a whole page from Wikipedia that I'll have linked on my uh, website, of course, at stolenreality.com that you can read through that'll give you all the science behind it and all the microbial life that lives around the area and the carbon cycle of how it works. And, you know, you can go through all the science as much as you want. But 
A third grader's version of it, which is the versions that I like, is that nothing can actually live in these things because they're so salty that we know of. I'm going to talk about that in a second because we've never been able to go down into them. But a lot of little creatures live around the edges. So if you go to my website and watch these videos that I'll have linked, you'll see that there's these mussels and um, these shells that live all around the outside because it's just salty enough for them there to feed off of it, but it doesn't kill them. And then there's these other kinds of life, like little snails and things um, that live right around the edges of it. But again, they don't live in it because it's so salty. And then you have all the fish and all the eels and stuff that kind of hover right above it. What's really interesting though, and I'm about to play another clip from uh, Blue Planet talking about this, but the eels that are around it will actually dive down into it. And it's so cool to watch because they'll go from the water they're swimming around to into this deeper, thicker water. And nobody knows why they do that and what they're looking for down there. But if they stay down there for too long or if they go in too many times, it sends them into shock and they come up and they start convulsing. And the only way that they can survive that is to get up high enough away from it where it's less salty. So I'm gonna play a clip for you of that happening. Obviously you can't see it, but it's really interesting to listen to. Cutthroat eels, scavengers, come to the shores of the Bryan Lake in search of something edible. Some even venture into the Bryan. Spending too long in it can send an eel into toxic shock. Its only hope is to rise above it. It manages to escape. Others are not so lucky. The brine embalms their bodies and the casualties of decades accumulate around the margins. All right, so what that man's beautiful voice is, is talking about, I did a lot of cutting in that clip because that's actually like a three-minute clip of you know this actually happening. It's a video, so you sit there and watch it, and it, this eel's wiggling around and all sorts of stuff. Um, so I just cut it back to the parts where he's talking about it. But this eel goes down and then goes down too long, comes up and starts going into shock and then you know end up surviving it but then it shows all these other dead sea creatures a squid and some fish and eel they're floating on top of this thing so because this is so salty and it's just like pure pure salt that's sitting at the bottom of the ocean it like mummifies them when they die there so there's like decades of these dead things that are perfectly preserved laying on top of it so it's really eerie and it's super super cool what I want to know, though, is why does this eel repetitively go back into this thing that is obviously causing him harm? Unless there's some sort of food source or something down there, which means that there's things that can live in there. And who knows what that could be? Who knows what's living in there? I mean, depending on how big these open up underneath them, what kind of giant creatures could be living in this super dense saline water that we have never found? And we will never see probably until we could figure out how to get down into there because if they live in that dense and saline rich water there's probably no way that they can come up because they would probably die and we can't go down in there without uh dying or with our current equipment so i just think these things are super super interesting I know that uh, this is more of kind of a conspiracy show a lot of the times. The only really conspiracy I have around these things is that maybe they're an entrance into another world. You know, if you've ever seen the movie, the new King Kong movie, as they go down into the earth, they kind of flip around and come up upside down into a whole new world. Well, maybe that's what happens when you cross this barrier. Maybe there's a whole different world on the other side of it. 
Um, I don't think that's very likely at all, but hey, it's a fun idea. But there is a possibility that creatures live down in that that we have no idea how they would survive. Because again, why is that eel going down there unless it's looking for food or it's just a really dumb animal that repetitively goes into something that's harming it? But I think that uh, most species' preservation of life instinct would prevent it from doing that unless it had a good reason to go down there. So I think there's at least some sort of small creatures in there. But super interesting stuff. Okay, well, since this is kind of a conspiracy show, let's get back to talking about Mike Degree and that uh, video where I found him talking about this that was labeled that he had been killed for finding the truth. So first of all, um, we got to be careful about what we see online, obviously, because people can make up anything they want, including when you hear things from me. Always double check everything because I'm not 100% right all the time. But I looked into this guy, Mike Degree, and he was not killed for finding these oceans at the bottom of the ocean, obviously, because they put these into Blue Planet and they talk about them um, all the time and there's science behind them. So obviously they didn't murder him for this or they'd be trying to cover it up. It looks like the person who put that on the video was referring to like a flat earth and that he found the firmament, which we'll talk about sometime when I get into the whole flat earth theory. But they were uh, thinking that he kind of found a way out of the flat earth and that's why they killed him for it. So that obviously did not happen. But looking more into him, he may have been killed for other reasons. So I'm running out of time for this episode, so I'm going to go through this pretty quick. But Mike Degree was a really interesting guy. But when you go to his Wikipedia page, there's not a whole lot about him, which is pretty interesting when you have such a prominent figure in, in anything in the world, unless people are maybe trying to cover some things up about him, which we're going to talk about in just a second. So he was obviously an underwater explorer, and he had worked on all sorts of things like, you know, Discovery Channel documentaries, National Geographic, and PBS, and all sorts of things, obviously, like Blue Planet, like I just showed you the clips from. But... He also, well, for one, he was attacked by a gray reef shark in 1978, and it severely bit his uh, right arm, and he survived it. So the guy was a trooper. Seems like an awesome guy from everything that I've found about him. But he worked on um, a lot of other things as well, including the Deep Sea Challenge, where James Cameron went to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. He was actually part of that mission. So this guy really knew what he was talking about when he came to the ocean. Well, after the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, if you guys remember that, the whole BP bullshit that went on and they spilled a ton of oil into the ocean in 2010, he became a very outspoken activist about it. And he was going to the bottom of the ocean, it seems like, and gathering samples and proving how much damage all this was doing. Well, guess what? February 4th, 2012, as he was, um, you know, finishing up working with James Cameron and stuff, he got onto a helicopter and his helicopter, him and the, I believe the director were flying in it. It completely malfunctioned and then just blew up on him, went down and lit on fire and blew up. So, of course, the um, official report is that it was a tragic accident. And when it comes to air flight, a million things can go wrong. From pilot error to equipment malfunctions to a lot of different things. So there's a, you know, there's a good chance that this was just a tragic accident. And his family, it seems like, actually um, sued, or at least tried to sue. I don't know where the case went. But James Cameron and his company, after this death for, you know, a wrongful death and, and uh, losing their family member in some of his equipment. But I found a Reddit post on a conspiracy forum, because that's where I live my life. And uh, this guy was saying that he thinks that he was killed by the oil companies because he was literally 
as this guy puts it, digging deep. Like he was going down to the bottom and digging into the soil and bringing back samples and showing how tragic and how much harm this BP oil spill actually did in the Gulf of Mexico. And they didn't want that information out. You know, they tried to cover it up as much as they can. So he thinks this guy's helicopter was sabotaged and he was killed for it. Any conclusive evidence on that? Not a bit. Good conspiracy theory? Absolutely. So I'm going to go with it. Why not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know for sure. But that's the only uh, logical reason I can see him being killed since uh, he seemed like a really great guy and kind of uh, uh, the Steve Irwin of the deep ocean, it kind of seems like to me. Just, just a kind of animated and very fun guy who loved his job and wanted to make the world a better place. So it's a tragic loss. But I'll let you guys come up with your own opinions on what you think happened to him. And if you think that it was just a, just an accident or maybe there was some foul play going on. All right, guys. Well, that is all I got for these oceans under the ocean that I wanted to talk about. Um, like I said, they're just really interesting. Look into them. Look into Brian Poole. So I'll have some videos and articles linked up on my website at stolenreality.com underneath the episode notes. Watch the videos from these Blue Planet episodes. Watch this eel go down inside of this thing. It's really creepy because the top of the water actually has like waves on it and mist on it. It looks like an ocean on the bottom of the ocean. It's really, really stinking cool. All right, guys. Well, I hope you had a great week and I will be back tomorrow for the What A Week episode going over the news stories. And if you got some time, go back and listen to why Stanley Kubrick was a Freemason. I did a big two and a half hour talk about it on Wednesday. So if you missed that, there's a lot to get into. You'll be hearing from me soon. Have a great Friday, everybody. Thank you.